Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, happy birthday, of course. And how, yeah. how are you doing this in this new year, the first day of the, the new age? How are you feeling? Well, man, wonderful. I'm, I'm extremely, extremely blessed. Uh, it was a beautiful day. Uh, I want to thank all the people out there in Chiefs Kingdom that came on the show that uh, sent me birthday wishes and well wishes. It was really uh, heart filled with joy uh, just getting all of that. And so I want to thank you all out there for wishing your boy a happy birthday and having a good day. I did have a great day. It was beautiful. Another day, another time, uh, another year is always a blessing. So thank you very much to you guys. Uh, but yeah, Marcus, it was, it was a wonderful day. I had some Italian food uh, for my for my birthday dinner. And it was, it, was, it was very scrumptious, you know, had, and we we had a good time and it was, you know, the company was was great. So I had my my niece and her husband came out and they picked up the the tab for us. And it was a it was a beautiful time. Beautiful people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Nothing like Italian food on on a, on a birthday. Um, and, I, and I'll say this. When I, when I, I tweeted that out from our account and then all of a sudden, like. I left my phone away and then I come back like like 20 minutes later. Blew up. I think it was the Jason Dunn birthday tweet is probably our, our biggest tweet that we've had and most engagement we have. And that's you know that yeah. says, says a lot about you, man. That everyone everyone loves everyone loves JD, man. And you know, I'm, dude, I'm, I I enjoyed it. I look when I when I looked at it, and then matter of fact, I ended up getting over three thousand followers. Now I got over like three thousand followers. I was like, oh, geez, like Damn. you know, I guess people's starting to figure out I'm on this thing. I guess I'm <laughs> trying to figure Twitter out a little bit, get on social media, so. Trying to get out there a little bit more by doing more things, and I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a get to it to figure this out, get a little bit more influence to talk to more people, and hopefully this chief concerns thing keeps reaching all the masses, man, and giving them some great content that they can come and uh to to engage with us and hang their hats and and just kind of talk about it. And so there's some people here in Kentucky 
you know, who are like loving the Chiefs because of the success over the past few years, you know, telling about Chiefs concerns and whatnot. He's like, oh man, like, yeah, you just play, okay. So they're starting to, you know, get out and follow. And man, there's so many people who just enjoy what the Chiefs are doing out there on the football field. Uh, that is, is, is natural uh, to be part of a, a, a winning program and, and celebrate them and honor them for what they are. So it's yeah. good. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's one thing too. It's like it, with the way our team is, you know, Mahomes is a marketable guy. Then you also have the, the our playing style. It's one of those. It's attractive and pleasing to watch. So you got a lot of people who are just like immersed in, and and like and like watching the Chiefs for that reason. You know, it's on prime time every other week. It seems. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the the boring football. You know, I, I hear all the time like, oh man, Thursday night game is boring, or this game is boring. You know, why we have a Sunday night game? Like the Chiefs game is always exciting. Like you said, PM fifteen. Kelsey and all those guys, man, are just going to make it exciting and they're kicking butt while they're doing it. So uh, it's, it's electric, man. It's absolutely electric. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. As Stephen A. Smith says, you know, box office. We're, we're a box office team. That's, that's, that's the truth. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, and then on the Twitter fact, I mean, uh, you know, you need to get a, a blue verified check mark. I, I know Elon's giving them out to everybody now with uh, just $10 for $10 a month, but, you know, I think it's time. JD gets his uh, verified check mark. So Elon, if you're watching this, man, let's give a give our guys a check mark here. We're not paying eight bucks for it. We're getting we're getting JD to get his check mark. This is Jason Dunn. Yeah, I, you know what? I I still don't understand the whole check mark thing. I, I I just I don't know. I don't really get it. I see people having it. Is it necessary to have a, a, a blue check mark? What I mean, what does that what does it necessarily do? Do you get like a special, you know, something about having a, a check mark? So back in the day, well, back in the day, so a couple, a couple of weeks before Elon Musk took over the, the check marks, <laughs> the, the check marks meant you were, you know, a, you know, a journalist, a, a journalist that, you know, worked for an actual broadcasting company or a, po- a political figure or an athlete, a, a famous celebrity or actor, you know, any of that stuff. And that, oh. that was what verified it. But okay. now post Elon Musk, ever you can just pay to get one of those now. And then. Uh-huh. That's the pro- that, that's what people are seeing the problems with it now. Any Joe Schmo, because you, you're seeing like guys like Adam Schefter 09 is uh, tweeting stuff like fake news, but with a blue check mark, so people at first glance think it's legitimate. Uh, oh, no, no, it's no, happening no. all the time now. It's crazy. Uh, but didn't he say like you couldn't uh, use somebody else's like name and likeness? Right? They was like yeah. they're gonna throw you off when you did something like that. I, I think I read something on Twitter like if you did, you know, somebody unless you had parody behind it or whatever. I don't know. So. Yeah. So, like, since since that whole thing happened a- after the fact, Elon added more added more things to like, more structure to that. So you had to have okay. parity in the name. Um, and since also because celebrities were getting upset and political people were getting mad, they were putting underneath it. So now there's a thing that says verified verified account, and it says like whatever it is. So it's like, it'll actually tell you if you pay for the subscription or uh-huh. if you're given if you were given it. For, you know, being the you know of the things I mentioned, so oh, they okay. changed it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But at first glance, when you see someone's account, you see the check marks. Like, oh, this, this person's legitimate, and then like you know, it's a fake. It's a it's a fake of some sort. Ah, I got you. I got you. Oh, no, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Uh, but I will say, JD, you don't look a day over uh, twenty-seven. I, I told your daughter that at, at the wedding that uh, you still look like you're the playing days, JD. And then she told me not to fill your head. But I was like, I'm serious. Yeah, appreciate it, my brother. Appreciate it. It's good living. That's what that is. I tell my daughter all the time. She's dad. I'm like, babe. I'm telling you. Like seriously. I when 
when people see me, they're just like, oh, you're, you're your brother. She's like, no, nah, that's my dad. I said, that told you. Thank you. See? She's like, oh, my gosh, you just blew his head up. But I'm just, that's good living, man. It's good living. She tell you, yeah, that's the uh, you're you're using your moisturizer. You know, that's good good clean skin regimen. That's that's it. That's what it is. Moisturizer, trying to uh, you know avert stress. No try no stress in my life. You know, try to avoid that as much as possible. Eating right. You know, trying to work back out. Trying to get back back onto my workouts. What I was doing, uh, hydrating, drinking good stuff, good water. Mm. You know, getting away from the stuff that that destroys you know the skin. Yeah, but good genes too, man. It's just good living. Yeah. I, that's what I attribute it to, man. Stress does a lot to people, you know, and that's one of those things, you know, you got to talk about. People just need to kind of get that out of their life as much as possible. Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you just don't know when you are stressing, right? You just, you never know. So, yeah. We have a whole a, a whole conversation about that, man. So, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say, uh, I was born with gray hair, but people see that I have gray hair on my sides. It's like, no, 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 I'm not, stre- I'm not stressed out. I, I was born with this. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> something's going on with you. It's like, no, I swear <laughs> to God, I was born with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm glad you had a great birthday. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the next year brings for you, man. Well, thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. All right. So um, before we get into the show, just want to let you guys know the GLD shop, the last giveaway. We we're going to do it this week, but we feel like, Give it, doing it next week, right before Thanksgiving. I feel like it's a, it's a good day to cap it off the giveaways. So they also give people another week to get to, you know get your subscribe uh, subscription in and also review on any of the podcast platforms. Um, so one more week with the GLD giveaway for the necklace. Uh, we sent off the other uh, the other two a uh, couple days ago, so they should be getting them anytime now. Um, but yeah, so one more week for the giveaway. So and uh, if you want to, if you were interested in getting the necklace. Uh, GLD Shop is offering up a crap ton of uh, uh, promotions. And if you want to use 33% off for Chief Concerns, just use uh, Chief Concerns promo code on GLD Shop for 33% off. So hope you guys enjoy that. <laughs> Good. All right. So we're going to go with our first topic of the night. Um, so this is something we kind of touched on um, after uh, during our post game episode. Um, and if you didn't know we have a post game episode, we have one every game, uh, every, every Sunday after the game. Um, so. Be sure to check that out with our guy Lance. But um, so Sunday after the game, we talked about the uh, the touches from the running backs. Um, and a lot of people on Twitter are saying that CH is virtually done. Um, and that's the kind of question I asked you. But if you look at the snap count, so CH only played four snaps, um, and that's comparative to McKinnon's twenty three snaps, Pacheco's thirty five snaps, um, and it looked like we really went with the Pacheco McKinnon combination. Today, I uh, added to that. Today, they asked uh, Andy Reid about that, and Coach Reid had a weird comment. It was just like he said that the snap count's pretty skewed because the one drive he went in, uh, it, we had a three and out, and we don't usually have many three and outs. But my question is, that was like the second quarter of the game. I mean, okay, that one drive, he had the three and out. Why wouldn't you go? But if that is the reason, why wouldn't you go back to him later on in the game? I, I just think that's kind of a weird way of saying that snap count thing is skewed. But after the game, you said that CH is not done in this offense. So I'm curious what you have to think four days after the game take, to take it all in. Is CH done in this offense, JD? No, that, and I, I don't think so. And I, and I, I got to go back to what my original answer was. Um, I think uh, this game just was more geared toward the skill set of what Pacheco gave and then McKinnon, right? Especially in situational uh, terms that they had to deal with. And so uh, Pacheco was w- more of the uh, the physical back, especially against this type of defense. Uh, you know, you you got to you got to run straight at him. 
and we did a, a tremendous job kind of going back into the running game, right? And so uh, I think to establish the running game to be as physical as you want it to be, the physicality of it and coming off the football, you have to have a back that has that type of skill set. And, and Pacheco's that type of guy. He, he'll put his head down. He'll go for the hard yards. He's going to keep his legs turning. Uh, he's a bigger back than CEH. And so that's what was required for this, this especially this win, and especially to reestablish the running game uh, that the Chiefs needed to do uh, to open up the pass. And I'm glad they actually did that. I'm glad they actually incorporated the running game into the game plan, right? I think that was part of the problem uh, the week before when, when Patrick Mahomes was passing for 68 times in a in a game. Like, that, you, that's not sustainable. And so when you, you have a quarterback that's throwing football that many times, then you put him in harm's way. So I don't think CEH is done in, in, in this offense by no measure. Uh, uh, just for the simple fact that we know we need him. He has a skill set that we know, and, and depending on what game that we do play, he's going to get his touches. And so I think because we knew the offense was going to be this way where everybody's kind of getting the ball, it's not necessarily geared to one guy. The only guy that we can know for a fact is going to get the football is Travis Kelsey, yeah. right, in this offense. I mean, it just that's just what it is, okay? And 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 that's how it should be. So, uh, you know, when when you're dealing with certain issues and certain problems, you don't use a hammer for every every situation, right? I mean, you have a multitude of tools for different things that you had to 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 utilize them for. And so, I just kind of figured that Ceh with his type of skill set, he's just a different tool in the box, mm. in the toolbox. So, uh, that's the answer. I'll say the only I think the only back in that backfield that has a cemented rule is McKinnon because regardless if CH was the guy or Pacheco was the guy he was still getting his snaps and on that third down especially um, which he's I mean he's vital to that our passing game really um, absolutely and, yeah. and so right now uh, McKinnon is limited in practice uh, this week or at, at least today he was limited participant um, so if he doesn't play I mean CH will definitely get more snaps because he'll definitely play the more of the, the passing down back if that were the case but hopefully that's not the case um well uh, okay so uh, I'll kind of uh, kind of visit that too because I think it was also was saying that McKinnon wasn't supposed to play the last game and they were talking about they weren't going to activate rojo right so yeah. that was the thing like well if he's not gonna be in there you're not gonna activate this guy so are they pushing for McKinnon to, to come in and, and the thing is you got to appreciate really what McKinnon brings to the passing game. Like as far as understanding the blocking scheme, you know, how he's able to block, how he's able to cut on guys. Like I remember like the, the earlier, the games, I don't forgot what game it was where he was cutting the defensive ends, like textbook. I mean, like that's, that's, that's how you teach it. That's, and he's doing a tremendous job. It was so good. The refs had to call a, a, the flag. Cause so he's like, man, he's blocking him too well, pretty mm-hmm. much in our <laughs> estimation. I was just like, man, what are you talking about? He's he's right there in the box. He's hitting him right there in the thigh, like textbook blocking. So McKinnon, like you said, he he just has such value because what he does in the passing game, right? Not just in blocking, but getting out and open and, and getting into the pass routes. Uh, so when you talk about Rojo, that I, so in that same press conference where he talked about the, the CH snap count being skewed, they asked him about Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, so his hilarious response, if I, and you played football, so you, you obviously would, when you hear a coach talk, I'm sure sometimes you've heard your coach speak in the, in the, in the past, like, damn, that really pisses me off. But this is what he said about Ronald Jones. And I can't imagine hearing this, especially if I want to be out of the team already. And then I hear yeah. my coach say this, um, 
He said, Ronald Jones is a good player. It all started back in training camp. You have to wait until someone gets sick or injured for a spot. Usually only have three RBs dressed for a game. We feel very comf comfortable with him in there. I don't know. If I heard that from my coach, I'd be kind of pissed off. It's like, dude, like, let's let me go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I, something had to happen, or at least where they were sitting there saying, like, this guy doesn't want it enough. I, look, all right, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll just say that whatever reason, Rojo is not playing because. Maybe they just felt like he wasn't giving enough. He wasn't doing enough. Maybe he wasn't showing enough uh, for uh, for their satisfaction. And so they wanted to go with those three guys. They, I guess they kind of figured that hey, these three guys is the one that wanted out. And we can't just get a guy in here because we got him in during the offseason free agency. Uh, it's not a popularity contest. It's not because you have a name behind you. It's the three guys that are going to be uh, 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 that's going to be the most successful, right? The guys that are they're showing us that you want to be out here on the field. And maybe during that time, Rojo just wasn't doing it. He wasn't cutting it. So, I don't know, man. Like you said, it's kind of kind kind of, of bad for him. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it, 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 don't, it don't feel good. I, look, in practice, I tell you what, if I was, if I was Rojo and I'm on the scout team, uh, you know, of course, you're taking the, all the reps for the the other other back for you know your opposing uh, uh, team. I would run like folks up. I'm talking. I'm running over Gay, Bolton, Reed, the whole defense, uh, Chris Jones, whoever it is. I'm running over all of them. I, I you know it just just to make a point. <laughs> yeah, just to make a point. Yeah, you want me here? I'll tell you what I'm gonna do to this number one defense you got over here. Though, watch this. Right, <laughs> uh, my my nephew played up here in UK, and I remember he was he was on the uh, uh, the scout punt team, and he went and he got around the guy and he blocked the punt. Well, he was just like they got all over. Oh, you know, don't do it. So and he said, Uncle Jason, what am I supposed to do? I said, You go in and you block it again. Mm. That's what you do. He's like, Yeah, but they. I said, Here's the reason. You go in there and block it again. They're gonna say. How come this guy's not playing on Saturday? Mm. He's blocking against our, our, our starters out here. We need to put him out here to go block a punt against uh, our opponent because he's bringing effort and all of that, and there's something going on with these guys that's up here. You take his spot, mm -hmm. okay? That's what you do. So coaches see that. So that's why that's how I feel. If I was Rojo, that would be my response. Okay, I'm going to make everybody pay. <laughs> I just think for, for me, like, because I'm in other news too, is I just think we're we're not really, and I know we we like our backs. I just don't think they're really sold on what we have. Um, you know, we, we've, we've changed everything, you know, like CH was getting, was getting the ball, McKinnon was getting the ball. And actually, beginning of the season, McKinnon really wasn't getting many snaps. And then we got, now it's a Pacheco McKinnon thing. And then uh, Cardinals dropped Eno Benjamin, who started for them and got a good playing time with the Cardinals when Connor went out. Mm -hmm. He gets cut. We placed a waiver claim for him. Texans ended up getting him. We 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 couldn't. We obviously he didn't last to us in the waiver claim. But like, that's another guy. We're gonna bring in another running back. I mean, it seems to me that when we go into next offseason, I think there's that running back room is gonna be a big shakeup. I, that, that's what I think. I mean, what, what do you think when you, when you hear when you hear that we're placing a waiver claim on another running back? I, you know what? I had no idea. That's the first I've heard about that. You know, 
So, so I, you know, I, I don't really like the waiver claims. I, I'm kind of following, you know, maybe on Twitter and stuff like that. I get some of these things a little bit late. Had no idea. That is uh, very shocking. That's very shocking. Because like you're sitting there saying, you're putting it in for this guy. Uh, but, you know, he, Benjamin had success when he was out there in Arizona. You know, yeah. the economy was down. So th- that's just telling you that, like you said, there is no, no solidified number one running back in this offense, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking for one. So they, they understand who they have in CEH. I think they understand the limits of Pacheco, right, because he's young and he just doesn't have that experience. And McKinnon, who is like a Swiss Army knife, he can do it all. Uh, but he has injury in his past. But not he's good back. He's good back. So I think they're looking for that guy that's going to stay solidified, getting tough yards, that can kind of do it all, and then put in for that, like, it's putting everybody else on notice. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this offseason. We've talked about before. It's an amazing running back for agency class and even an amazing running back draft class. But I feel like we're going to go more of that route. Someone who is proven and a guy like Tony Pollard would be amazing in this offense. But we'll, and he's a free agent. So we'll see. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, I know Jerry Jones is a big fan of Zeke. So maybe he'll let Pollard go. But I, uh, I don't know now. Yeah. But he might, he might, he might want to go ahead and get rid of Zeke. He's he's been talking a big game about that about uh, Zeke's to start right back for this offense. It's like, oh come on, man! Like Pollard's got the juice. Hey, hey, mouth says anything. That's what I know. That's true. Hey, hey uh, we we made a decision. Uh, we're gonna go a different way. It happens all the time, right? It happens all the time. So, you know, nobody thought that Tyreek Hill would take his his skill set down to Miami Beach, but he's there, right? Yeah. It's the NFL, man. It's how it works. It's just business. Yeah. So you say all the right things now, but hey, it's weird because I I, feel, I know we're we're getting out of the, off topic here a little bit, but like he's more critical of Dak, whereas with Zeke, he's backing Zeke up big time. Where Zeke hasn't really done much this year, but yet as soon as Zeke's healthy, he's our guy. But Dak gets he gets he criticizes Dak more. I don't know. Jerry Jones is a di- different animal. I really can't understand him. Well, Dak, you know, just got you know a huge contract, so he's going to be critical because he's looking at his investment and his money. But yeah. uh, you might be you might be worried about the one patting you on your back. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, how you doing? You doing all right? Hey, yeah, I've seen that before. Me too. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen a lot of stuff when it comes to that. that seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, pats on the back. I've seen a lot of that. <laughs> Don't worry, you're you're good. You're good in my book. And then, and yeah, then a, pat- a couple of weeks later, the guy's gone. Yeah, patting you on the back, pushing you out while they're patting you on the back. Yeah, yeah, you good here. We'll see you later. Bye. (laughs) So, It's a dirty business sometimes. Dirty business, no doubt about it. Um, Okay, so this is something that we talked about also after after the game a little bit. Uh, We got a little more insight, though. Um, So... While Juju, you know, he he's okay after the big hit. He tweeted he tweeted out saying he's fine, um, but he's in concussion protocol, and he's probably based on what we've seen this year, your concussion protocol, you're probably not playing the following week, um, and especially with the way it looked for him. Uh, but it, even his mom tweeted after the game saying he's okay, he's all good. Uh, so that's good. That's uh, the first things first. Juju's fine, um, but in protocol still. Um, but after the game, uh, during. Um, I guess what what do you call it the the the, the pool talk with the um, with the with the referees? Brad Rogers, the main uh, official, uh, kind of talked about the no call, and he pretty much defended the no call even after the game. But I mean, 
seldomly you'll see these guys not defend their calls. Usually they, they kind of they, they're gung ho about it. But um, so he quote uh, he was quoted saying, after discussion on the field, the two officials came in and determined that the defender set embrace for impact and hit shoulder into shoulder. They didn't feel like it was a use of a helmet foul. That's what he said initially. But then when they asked about Juju being a defenseless receiver, because that was the big thing everyone was talking about online, he followed up by saying he was in a defenseless posture, but they didn't feel that there was any use of helmet foul on that play. He's subject to a defensive player foul because the player is making the catch. We didn't feel that it was a foul because he's hitting shoulder to shoulder. So after the game, you didn't feel like it was a, you, you didn't, you were okay with the no call um, mm -hmm. on that one. Um, what, what, what after hearing this comment, are you surprised at all that he's defending the no call? No, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, because I, 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 I kind of agree with him. I, I kind of feel what he's saying. I, I, I do. I know, <laughs> obviously, you know, when they, after the fact, you got time to get your words and everything together to explain things out, right? Uh, so we, we we understand how that works. But I, I I think on the field, when they were making that assessment, they, uh, you know, they did kind of see like, hey, man, he, he didn't really try. It was the malice. So it didn't seem like he was trying to come in and target Juju. He was going for the helmet. Was he a defensive player? Yes. Technically, he was. No doubt about it, right? I think, you know, we first we start there. Uh, the way he's running into him is he's setting his feet. Can he stop himself from going, right, is the next question. And I think he he tried to pull up because we seen when he hit somebody what it actually looks like. Okay, we seen when he hit MVS yep. how it really how it really looked. Okay, and so uh, you know it's the discretion of of the referees. The two refs came in and said, "Hey, we don't think that there was anything in itself that uh, would uh, be ruled as something that was malicious or uh, we'll pick up the flag here." Right. So I, I like I said, it's it's unfortunate that Juju uh had got hurt. Um I, I think if they make those calls, because like I said, if if you're you're constantly like evaluating if a guy's getting deemed and getting hit and then saying, because it looks bad that we need to throw the flag, I think it's a bad bad precedent to set. And they they kind of set that in a way, uh kind of going to the, the Philly game with, with Washington. When the guy hits Heineke, right? It's like, geez, he's trying to step himself, but you can see him them making that call, right? Heineke's a quarterback; he's bending down. The guy's trying to pull up. You know, man, it sucks for him. I'm like, dad, gone. Uh, the little, uh, the short um, dude that looked like Method Man uh, hit him. <laughs> he looked just like Method Man. <laughs> he like, does. Yeah, that is. <laughs> you talking about? It. I'm like, it looked like Beth. but I, I just, I, I think it wasn't. To me, okay, I was like, ah, I'm all right with that. So I wasn't as as livid about that no call uh, uh, as some some other people. And that's just me. I just, you know, uh, that's how I felt. That's my opinion. A lot of people might disagree with it. But for me, I just didn't feel like there was a lot of malice in that hit in itself. He wasn't necessarily targeting him. And if that sucker hit Juju like he hit MBS, uh, shoot. It might have been a absolute a whole lot worse than yeah. that. So yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think people have gotten to this whole because we talk about you know the Heineke one, the two up, the two a hit. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of these are on quarterbacks. 
I think quarterbacks just get graded a whole different way when they, when they do these defense lists and these roughing the passers. When they're because I, I think people are so used to the roughing the passer penalties, whereas like you apply that to the, in the secondary, it's like it's really not the same. They, 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 not, they, don't, they don't look at it the same. Nope, they're not. It's not going to be. It's just because you know the quarterback's the draw, right? He's he's the money man, and so he's he's the one that's bringing everybody there. They, that's the one they want to see him slinging the ball over the field. So they're going to protect him. There's going to be different rules for that guy. Uh, it, it, will it be – they'll treat everybody fair, but they're not going to treat everybody the same. Yeah. And so quarterbacks apply to that rule in itself, right? They're going to treat him fairly, but they ain't going to treat everybody the same. So, Yeah. Um, and then with Juju being at possibly potentially being out, Hardman's out still with that abdomen thing he's got going on, and uh, MVS is sick as well. So – Potentially, we're going to be seeing Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Justin Watson action uh, on on Sunday, which that'll be interesting. Um, hey, and skyscraper uh, skyscrapers and cleats, Jody Fortson, Noah Gray, and Travis Kelsey, baby, yeah. bring it, bring it. it them guys going they can handle it. Okay, yeah. guys can handle it. So it'd be good to see Sky Moore out there working around. If uh, it's the same thing, so Kadarius Tony might never be able to see him. Unless unless Hartman was hurt, right? Yeah. And so now this might be one breaking out for Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. You know? So we'll we'll have to see, man. We'll have to see. Sure, we seen uh what's the name of breakout up there in, in Green Bay, Christian Watson. He had three touchdowns. Yeah. Torture folks, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's a good point. The tight the tight end aspects that everyone online is talking about Watson and Moore and stuff. It's like, let's not forget these guys already have a big role as it is, talking about you're you're, you're down your Potentially down your first three options, those guys yeah. are going to get much more playing time this week and get get a lot more burn. Absolutely, Ab- absolutely, one hundred percent. We got guys. We got. We still got weapons. Yeah, we got weapons. And if you look at Noah Gray's snaps every week, he just he's he's getting more and more snaps. Man, he's really he's really coming into his own this year. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, I, I was excited when we we drafted him. You know, because I knew he had a lot of a lot of things to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he can move. He can catch. He's athletic. So, you know, we got three athletic tight ends out there, man. They'll be able to 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 match up with anybody, any defense well. Yeah, and potentially Blake Bell uh, soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, getting Bell back too. So that will be huge for the run game and just uh, uh, and pass blocking as well. Absolutely, 100%. Um, all right, so we're going to go to our, our final topic here, uh, game predictions. So Chiefs traveling to L.A. You got to love the Los Angeles trip. Uh, take on the Chargers on Sunday night football. Chiefs are currently a six and a half point favorite on Sunday. And I got a little stat for you guys um, just because JD is picking this game. Jason Dunn has an all time career record against the Chargers at nine and seven. Guys got an all time lifetime winning uh, record against the Chargers. So let's hope yes, we, sir, hope, baby. hopefully we keep that up this weekend. Nine and seven. There we go. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so with, with this game, um, obviously Chargers have been depleted with injuries this year. I I, I don't think there's another franchise that's more cursed than them. Uh, every year they have a slew of injuries. It's uh, pretty bad ones. Um, but this year uh, they've had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. They, I think they've only played one game with each other so far this year. Uh, we got to play them week two without Keenan Allen. Um, but this week, apparently Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both on track to play on Sunday. So we're going to be getting their uh, main receivers back. Um, so, my question to you, JD, is that going to play a big factor in this game, having Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back for the Chargers? Um, and who do you have uh, in this game on Sunday? Uh, is it going to play a big factor? It's definitely a, a big factor. Uh, yeah, two big bodies out there. Uh, 
you know, we got uh, McDuffie out there, of course, who's a lockdown corner. He's playing at a high level. He's getting better. Joshua Williams, who's playing at a high level. Sneed, same thing. The secondary has been getting a lot better. And so uh, it's going to be a good a good test for him because Mike Williams, man, he was catching everything first time we played him over in Arrowhead. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> I was saying this to, to y'all, I think, online, that I think Keenan Allen's uh, uh, hamstrings made of spaghetti. Boy, that's like a bit pulling it. I don't know. So it, it's I don't if if we able to hold him down, get some pass rush on this guy, <laughs> then uh, then we'll we'll you know we'll we'll go ahead and win it out. So we got we got it. Same thing we did with Herbert the first time. Uh, we need to come after him. Come after him. Uh, give him some help. Uh, we got shoot Gay back. I think was Gay out that game. I can't remember if he was out that game or not. Uh, I think that might be the last game he played before he he got suspended. Okay, so so we said we got firepower on the other side, man. We don't we on fitness not over there. So hey, it's, it's a whole different whole different thing, whole different mindset, man. So this could be a great challenge for this this young secondary. Uh, and so uh, they got some some firepower back on offense, but I think we still win. We still went out, still went out, man. Uh, and I'm looking for this game. Just because it's uh you know is that you know division, uh I'm gonna go twenty four uh to thirty five. Oh, okay. So you got the covers the the six and a half. You guys covering? Let's go. Let's go. I think uh, I think we're gonna show out, man, out that way. Mm-hmm. Come back. Are we gonna be down and we're gonna come back, or we're gonna kind of have it maintain the lead the entire game? Uh, you know what? Okay, let me change it. Twenty-four to thirty-one. Ooh. We'll do that. Twenty-four thirty-one. I think we'll 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 go back and forth. I think we'll 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 be up by fourteen. They'll come back kind of late, get a touchdown, but we'll 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 hold on. We'll hold on for the win. Okay. So, Nail bite reaction. Yeah. Exactly. So. Last year when we played uh, in uh, Los Angeles on that Thursday night. That was we won in overtime. That was an amazing game. I mean that that was that, that was a yes. behind game. First half right. we looked like dog shit. Second half we looked pretty yeah. good. It's it's gonna be look. It's gonna be a tight game. I I, I can feel that because they know. Shoot, they ain't got no choice. They got to they got to win for them to be like still in this thing. Shoot, they're gonna start getting some wins now, and they know they got to beat the Chiefs to even even have a chance. You know so. Uh, and, and we, we clinched the AC West with the win on Sunday too, so that also plays. Yo, a there we go. And they're gonna try to stop that. They're gonna try to be, become party poopers. Stop yeah. that, that celebration, man. But that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, and everyone, everyone always treats the the Chiefs week as like a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl game. So like oh, they're, they're, they're bringing their uh, they're bringing their horror hats and their their lunch pails for that one. Oh yeah, 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 no doubt about it. <laughs> we'd be ready though. We're ready. We'll be ready. Yeah. And we we got we got the, the nine seven done record on our side, so um, I, I like our chances this weekend. <laughs> yes, sir. We go, baby. All right. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys Sunday night right after the game for a uh, Chief Concerns After Dark episode to uh, talk about and react to the uh, the Chargers Chiefs game. So we'll see you guys Sunday night. Let's go. Hi everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.